This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Our lesson last week and this week is basically uh, getting from here to there. The primary focus is getting from here to the mission field overseas. And most of us are not, probably not, going overseas as a missionary because of our age and things like that. But there's a lot that we can do. I tried to tailor the notes uh, to our class. And I appreciate Pastor Coles uh, using some of the comments that I had. And he added a pastor's heart that he's been pastor for so long. And it just came out so much better than if I was here. The other thing I wanted to do if I would have been here last week is I would have asked Pastor Coles to give his testimony. I wasn't here. I did not talk to him. But guess what? He gave his testimony. And so I appreciated that. So the Holy Spirit uh, worked that out, and I was really glad. And I hope if you listened to his testimony, what you heard was it wasn't he woke up one morning and, I'm going to be a pastor. He got saved, started serving, gotten involved in this, a little bit here, a little bit there, went to Bible college, no intention to be a preacher, none at all. And what happened? You remember? He had an elective. What am I going to choose? And his roommate says, well, just sign up for the preacher boy class. And so you see how God works? So we just make ourselves available, and God will order our steps as the Bible says, and take us where he wants us to go. Uh, And so I thought that was an excellent testimony. Uh, He just went about life as a Christian. God ordered his steps and took him where he is now. So we appreciate, I appreciated that. And so number one we had last week, am I called? And he talked about that, and under am I called, he talked about how do I know I'm called? How do I know I'm called by the word of God? Uh, Beware of feelings. Uh, There's an internal call that we have, uh, and that's more than just a warm, fuzzy feeling or being all excited, but it's a a desire uh, to be used by the Lord and maybe in a specific area. And then an external call. Uh, So along with the internal call, uh, we talk to the church and do things like that. Then there was a caution. Uh, when Paul talked to Timothy, and it's in your notes, 1 Timothy 5.22. Remember that verse when someone's talking to you about something. Lay hands, uh, where, where is that? Okay. Lay hands suddenly on no man. Just because someone says, oh, I feel called to do this or that. Okay, let's hit the pause button, and let's do some things to find out if that's really your calling. And that's what he's cautioning Timothy. Because if you do, and they're really not called, he says, neither be partaker of another man's sins. So what's he saying? He says, if someone just jumps up one day and has a warm fuzzy that they're going to go off to be a preacher or missionary, and you say, all right, we're going to have a missionary out of our class. Let's all lay hands on them and do what we can and get them going. 
well, then you're partaking in their sin uh, of not really being called and sending them out. And so instead of doing all that, Paul tells Timothy, uh, keep thyself pure. So keep yourself from being involved in situations like that. Don't get carried away by emotions, but there are practical sides to being called to the ministry. And then number two was addressing a sense of the call. Addressing a sense of a call. And this is a practical uh, part of the message, and it's a part I'm, I'm really uh, excited to get into, and I think it's very, uh, I know it's important, it's where the rubber meets the road, and it's where we can kind of sink our teeth into this. It says the local church does the sending. Pastor Coles talked about that. And so that brings me up to where I'm stepping in here. Uh, the local church does the sending. He stopped there. And so number one under that, or Roman numeral one under that, is talk to the church leadership. And the blank is leadership. So talk to the church leadership. Uh, and this is very practical. Even if your field, let's say you feel like a, you have a sense of call that you want to get involved with Crisis Pregnancy Center. It's wise to talk to our church leadership before you do that. There may be some things that they've learned, some things they know, something they know about Crisis Pregnancy Center that they would say, wow, you would fit great in this area, or, you know, uh, Bob Turner, I'm not sure that you really need to be down there at Crisis Pregnancy Center. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so... And I'm not trying to make light of it, but I'm just trying to emphasize the fact that we talk to the church leadership. They have the experience. They've been around the block. They know what they're talking about. And it's good to seek wise counsel. And so that's what we're talking about there. Talk to the church leadership and talk to them early on. Uh, when you get the sense of the call, don't get halfway down the road. You've filled out the application. You've turned it in. And then you come back and talk to the church and church. Well, you know, this is not a ministry that our church endorses. Oops, now I've put my name out there with something that maybe Pastor Asher or the church wouldn't buy into. So talk to them early on in your call is what we're talking about. And there's a lot of things that we can get involved with, and we're going to be looking at it later. So this is information that we can all use. Uh, and then there's training. In your handout, I believe it says, be prepared for a time of training, a time of ministry opportunities and encouragement here at Good News Baptist Church. Uh, and that's true. Uh, we do not like to wind someone up and throw them out the door and leave them on their own. Uh, we want to help you. We want to encourage you. We don't want to distract you or make you feel like, oh, you know, you're wasting your time. No, we want to encourage you by helping you to do the best that you can do in the ministry that God's called you to. Does that make sense? Okay, so the church can do that. Uh, maybe you need to take a mission trip to wherever, whatever area or wherever you're called. If you are called overseas, we see our people going overseas on mission trips. Uh, if you were called to assist uh, at uh, Union Mission, then you could talk to the church, and the pastor says, yeah, you know, I know uh, somebody down there. 
that goes down there once a month, maybe you should go with them once a month if you want to go down to do devotions or you want to work in, the, uh, in their gift shop or whatever you would do. Uh, you, you see, you could go down and just kind of put your hands in there and see if the glove really fits. Does that make sense? Go out and check it out before you sign up completely. And uh, like I say, it's, it, there's no hard and fast rule on how you do these things, but this is just general guidance that applies to all areas of ministry that you might want to get involved in. Uh, and that was take a mission trip number three, right? You got that? Okay, I might have got a little sideways here. But number four, the two blanks there, pray and talk. Pray and talk. Obviously, you want to pray and get this vertical juices flowing here with the Lord. Yes, you, you get a sense the Lord is endorsing what you're talking about. Then talk to others around you. Uh, get them to pray with you. Maybe just have a cup of coffee or something and talk it over. Uh, and sometimes it's best just to go zoop, zip your list lips and listen to them talk. I know some people that you try and talk to them and they'll nod their head and then go on as if you weren't even in the room. Uh, but don't do that to someone that comes to you for counsel. Listen to what they're saying. Be a blessing to them. Uh, join them in prayer about what God has put on their heart. Uh, that's a great source of encouragement, uh, and I think more the people that are praying about it, uh, the better uh, things are going to turn out. And then number five is show humility. Accept the wisdom of others around you, even if it may conflict with your immediate desires. Now, you may sense a call, and you may since a specific call. But as you talk to the church leadership early on, as you talk and pray with others around you, uh, they might say, you know, really, you, you're honestly, brother, sister, I, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but you, that's, I don't think you would be a good fit there. Uh, and listen to it. Or they may just say, no, you, you, you physically do not qualify for that job. But I could do it. I could do it. I know with the Lord's help, he'll help me do it. No. Listen to what people would be humble. Be willing to accept uh, the guidance, especially when you ask for it. So Sunshine Class, I hope you see where you could fit in to this missions program uh, by talking to people, praying with them, uh, getting involved with them personally and get to know what their, their heart is uh, and see, you know, how, maybe how you can help them reach a decision or whatever. Uh, but I've seen Sunshine Class at work. I've been a recipient of some of those meals when my wife was sick. The phone calls, the cards, the encouragement, the things that you do. You do a wonderful job. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Keep on keeping on. But if you're not involved with some of that, Maybe that's some areas that you could pray about and say, Lord, uh, is there a door that you would open for me? Is there something I can do? Can I deliver meals? Can I 
uh, write cards? Can I do phone calls? Sure you can. If you can talk, I bet all of you talk on the phone. Uh, so you can make those phone calls and get involved uh, and encourage people. So keep on doing what you're doing. And maybe just some that are, that are not involved right at the moment could get a little more involved. And that's all we're going to say about that. Now, number three, uh, what if an individual is not called to go overseas? What if an individual is not called to go overseas? Uh, is that a slam? Is that a, you know, you're not qualified? No, it's not. It's just God has another area of service for you. Some, not everyone in this room is called to be a pastor like Pastor Asher. Well, that, that's no big deal. But God has called us all to do something. Uh, and so this is kind of where we're at here. Number, uh, Roman numeral I under that, uh, God has called you. If you are a born-again Christian, if you're breathing... God has called you, and I'm not kidding, I'm serious. God has called you. You are his ambassador. Do you go to the doctor? You, they need an ambassador for Christ down there. Do you go shopping for groceries? They need an ambassador for Christ in that store. I, I love the time I was in Lowe's, and I just gave a guy a tract. And my normal modus operandi, I know they're busy. I know they got stuff to do. They're on the clock. Their boss is watching them and all that. And I don't want to jeopardize their position. So I just pull out a tract and I say, I don't know where you are with church or anything, but I'd just like to invite you to come visit us out here on Taylor Road at Good News Baptist Church. And that's, that's what I do. So I put the word of God in your hand. I've invited him to church. And that's... That's just the way I do it personally. You may do it somewhat other way. But a guy at Lowe's, they're calling him on his phone and on his radio. And I said, well, I understand you've got to go. He says, no. He said, I need to talk to you. Talking about the Lord was, and finding a church, because he didn't have a church, finding a church was more important than getting in trouble on the job to him at that time. And I said, brother, I do not want to get you in trouble. He said, no, I need to talk to you. And so we talked for just a couple minutes more. There are people out there that are hungry for the word, but God has called you. You're going to go somewhere. You're going to meet some people that Pastor Asher will never meet. None of the deacons will ever meet him. The Sunday school teachers will never meet him. No one else in the church is going to meet him but you. So who is God calling to be the ambassador to that person? You. It's simple. Okay. Uh, when you walk out of these doors, you are walking into a mission field. You are God's missionary. You are God's ambassador. Uh, and I'll just say this. Is God immutable? Does he ever change? No. No. So what did he say in Isaiah 6, verse 8? Remember what he said? Whom shall I send? Do you know he's still asking that question today? Whom shall I send down here to Home Depot to witness to that cashier, to that person in the back? Whom shall I send uh, over here to Spaghetti Eddie's to talk to somebody? Whom shall I send to this Mexican restaurant? 
Whom shall I send? God's asking that question. Are you listening? And are you willing to respond? Whom shall I send to the doctor's office, the dentist's office? Are you with me? You understand? That's what I'm talking about. Listen, I want to tell you something that broke my heart on, I have the date down here, 14 November, the evening service, Sunday evening service. We had a missionary speak. And he was talking about his mission field. I believe it was the Ivory Coast. I, I, to my shame, I'm not sure where it was. I think it was the Ivory Coast. And, and he said this. He said, if a mission field, 60% of the people said, we have no religious affiliation. We don't go to church. We have no religious affiliation at all. Is that a good mission field? 60%? Sure it is. That's Chesapeake. You meet 10 people out of them, six of them out there don't ever go to church. They have no religious affiliation at all. Six out of 10. Whom shall I send? The Lord is asking. Broke my heart. Yes, I pass out tracks. Yes, I try and witness. But it just prompted me to want to do more. And I hope it prompts you to want to do more. We can all do more. We can all pass out tracks. We can all invite them to the church if that's all you do. I'm not saying that you have to go out and stand on a street corner, get on a soapbox, and, and, and preach a two-hour message. I'm not saying that. And neither is God saying that. But God is still asking the question, whom shall I send? And the question is asked this morning, and, and, and we have to say it's us. If it's not us, who is it? The Jehovah's Witness? The Mormon, Jehovah's Witnesses are out there. Mormons are out there. All these other non-religious people are out there. We close down the churches, but we keep the bars open. Something's rotten in Denmark there. But who is God going to send out there? I, it's got to be us. So, folks, uh, when you walk out that door, you're walking into the mission field, and I pray that you're submitted to the will of God, the will of God to be his ambassador wherever you go, that none of the rest of us go. We just don't, don't go there. As long as we have breath in our bodies, I said it before and I'll say it again. As long as we have breath in our bodies, God has a ministry, a mission, a whatever, whatever label you want to put on it. God has something for us to do, someone to talk to, someone to invite to church. No. Yes, ma'am, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Just say this. 
I told Judy this the other night. The Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. He was doing that in Job's day. He's walking up and down the earth trying to find someone. Folks, if, if you think we're just living our life waiting to die, you got your head in the sand. We are at war, full-time, 24-7 war with the enemies of God. Satan is not backing down, neither are his people. And if we don't arm ourselves, if we don't prepare ourselves, and if we're not involved in the war, then we're not doing very well. You have your hand up, Bernie? I'm sorry. Yeah. And thank the Lord, somebody came to my place of work and asked me if I was saved. Yeah. I thank the Lord for that. Mark? Hey, Brother Jim, real quick, please. Uh, at work where I work at the shipyard, they frown on me giving tracks out to, to people when they go upstairs and uh, get a danger tag or I, I say get the nickel four. Yeah. All the shipyard duty officers and the OCOs had to come up there. So what I did was got about six of those. Uh, the last Veterans Day we had, the uh, gift cards, I got them from Pastor Radisees. Yeah. When they come get the tour, I gave them that. And the boss called me and said, hey, if you want to buy them lunch, we can't tell you how to wrap it. Yeah. Okay, and for those of you on live stream that probably didn't hear those, uh, Bernie said every house she's been in, three different houses, she's always had a Jehovah's Witness there. And I wonder how many Christians you've had knock on your door. None. She's shaking her head, none. No. Uh, and then Mark was talking about being creative at work and finding a way around some of the rules and regulations. I personally, as an officer in the Navy, was threatened with court-martial because on Friday afternoon, I would invite my troops if they wanted to go, if they didn't have a church, I first off, I encourage them to worship on Sunday in the faith of their choice, okay, the faith of their choice. And if they didn't have a faith and they wanted to ride, call me and I would come pick them up and take them to church with me. And we did that for a while. We had a young new kid uh, that would come with us. A good man, I believe he, got, he was saved. But, uh, but my boss threatened to court-martial me because it, I wasn't allowed to do that. And I said, I am allowed to do that, and we, you can court-martial me right now. I don't care. I am not telling them they have to be an independent fundamental Baptist. I'm inviting them if they want to go to church, they can do that. And so he walked away, and I said, you know, the other choice is you never come back on Friday <laughs> when we meet. <laughs> and he never came back. So in any event, yes, be creative. There's things we can do out there. So let's move along here. Um, uh, the double I, Roman numeral II. Look for Jesus. The word there is Jesus. Look for Jesus. If you're trying to think of a place, an area of ministry, uh, look for Jesus. Jesus gave us an excellent, an excellent short snippet of an idea on how to minister and where to minister in Matthew 25, 35 and 36. He said, for I was an hungered, 
and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. The first five of those are, are kind of easy. Any, anyone can do those. The sixth one, going to prison, eh, maybe it's a little different, but can be done. But in any event, let's just start off here. Uh, look for the hungry. All of you know that Good News Baptist Church has a food distribution on the second Saturday of each month. Is that right, Tommy? Second Saturday of each month. And as a corporate body of believers, we're participating in that. We have some of you in here that come out personally to help out with it. But I'm going to throw some other things out here, Tommy, and I want you to listen and correct me if I'm wrong. Reggie, Reggie, I'm sorry, Reggie. Forgive me. I can't see that far. No, when you're up here, folks, your mind is kind of zoomed in and you miss some things. But thank you for correcting me. Yes, Reggie, I apologize, sir. If you know someone that is hurting for food you could bring them to church and adult bible fellowship and after this what's is the food pantry going to be open today could they bring somebody by to get some food do you open that every sunday okay the second and fourth sundays okay so you see how you could accommodate helping the hungry if you know someone that don't have some food we have a food pantry back there and a food pantry connoisseur. And, and oh. if somebody is in desperate need, you can call the church and they'll put together a couple back for you any day. Okay. And for those of you on live, I'm sure you didn't hear it, but for those in the audience that may not have heard it, if you have someone that you know is desperate for food, call the office and they can put together bags of food for them. So there are things we can do out there to meet it. Okay, I'm going to hold off an illustration, and maybe at the end I'll share it with you, but I, I want to make sure we get through the material. But for the letter B, look for the thirsty. Look for the thirsty. Now, this you might need to get a little creative here, but I... I have an illustration and an idea for you, okay? How many of you are just irritated to death with them people that knock on your door and want to sell you windows? Do you understand that's our mission field, coming to your door? Do you understand that? Okay, so what do you do? Well, you can have some cold bottles of water in the refrigerator, and say, just a second, young man, I'll be right back. D don't leave, just wait right there. Go get you a bottle of water. Say, here, I just want to give this to you. Give him a bottle of water. You know what? There were, we were, it was one hot day, and we got a knock on the door, and it was a couple standing outside. We want to invite you to church. I said, I have a church. But we're missionaries with this 
Wayside Baptist Church, and we're just out knocking on doors trying to help them. I said, really? I said, well, why don't you all come into the air conditioning, and we'll have some, get, get them some water. We got them some water. So now, you know, that was our introduction to the McCains. That was our introduction to them. First time we met, we weren't members of the church then, I don't think. But in any event, uh, we invited them in and shared a bottle of water with them. Those young kids that are trying to work their way through college or trying to make a few bucks, I praise the Lord that first off, they're willing to get off the couch and go outside and get a job. And I guarantee you, it doesn't, they're not becoming millionaires off of it. Okay? Now, I don't, I don't take their, I don't buy their product either. But I view them as a mission field that I, I, I will say, well, I listened to what you had to say and I took your literature. Now I'm just going to ask you for just a few seconds to listen to my sales pitch and take my literature. And they do. And some of them are very, you know, I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. They are our mission field. Mission fields can be irritating, but if we're a little bit creative, uh, we can do the job. Oh, man, there's a game on, and there's that guy knocking on the door. <laughs> so what's more important, the game or witnessing for Christ? And I'm not trying to be funny or just say you're, I'm just saying that's how I look at it, okay? Uh, in any event, that's how we met uh, the McCains. But we give them a cold water and a track, invite them to church. Uh, Judy might be somewhere else. She says, who is at the door? She says, I know you talk to them. I say, I do. I keep tracks by the door. I try to carry tracks. Here you go, here you go. Just so I can have something for them. And I like this one that's small. It's got the map on the back and the phone numbers and stuff like that. So keep some tracks by the door. And yes, they're irritating. I know that. But look at them as not an irritation, but look at them as Jesus has sent them to you. I'm looking, who will minister to this person? Who is going to open the door and give them a drink? Who's going to open the door and invite them to church and give them a track? Moving along. <laughs> look for the stranger. Stranger is C. Uh, Pastor Coles did a thing on that, and so what I'm going to do is I, I split that into two parts, uh, and I'm going to go over one part of it a little more than the other. But in any event, uh, number one under stranger is reach the stranger American. He talked about the foreigner, but we're going to talk about the American right now. Reach the stranger American. One way uh, is to reach, the, uh, reach out to those around us, the non-Christians, Americans, you know, if you want to divide people like that, God doesn't, but sometimes we in our natural way of dealing things do, uh, show them mercy that commends the gospel to them. Uh, we, we see something of this in, in both the Old and New Testament. God talks about how you interact and how you deal with strangers. Uh, and I have some scripture for you in your handout, I believe, in Exodus chapter 22. The idea of showing mercy. Uh, Thou shalt neither vex 
neither vex a stranger nor oppress him. Why? He says, for ye, and when King James uses a Y word, a ye, that's plural, when all y'all were strangers in the land of Egypt. You were all sinners, you were all lost, and someone uh, came to you, someone encountered you, someone uh, spoke to you or whatever. In the New Testament, we're encouraged to show hospitality to stranger. In Hebrew 13, 2, it says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. And you know what it says. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Now, wrap your mind around that, that for somehow God sends an angel to you in the guise of a person or whatever, and just checking you out, see how you're doing. I, I don't know how that plays out. I really don't, I, I have a little trouble with that verse. But I understand this, the overarching theme for me to understand it is that regardless of who they are, regardless of what they look like, regardless of the situation maybe, just make sure that you are hospitable to them hospitable to them. I have, I've actually had people say, you must be a Christian. Yeah, I am. Thank you. How'd you know? Well, you don't get upset like everybody else does at, at, at some of these things, and, and I apologize for this service or whatever. You don't have to apologize. You know? Yeah, so that's how I know you're a Christian. Okay, so we can entertain strangers, and then Pastor Coles talked about entertaining the, the foreigners that are strangers, and he did an excellent job on that. So I'll just do a, a quick review on that. But the general principle of showing compassion to foreigners from those from another land uh, is commended throughout scriptures. And if you want to get more deeply involved in missions but are not expecting to move to another culture, then look for ways to engage people from other countries who live here in Hampton Roads. Or... Now, I was sick last week, and I had to watch on live stream, but I saw one of my old buddies, Glenn Mongold, presented the ministry, didn't he? And what did he say? All these ships come to Hampton Roads with all these people from overseas. Some of them can't speak English. But Glenn Mongold, for years and years and years, has been going up there and introducing himself and getting to know them, and sometimes he just takes them out to Walmart or Kmart or wherever they want to go, uh, just to be a friend to them. And then when he gets them back to the ship and he goes on board, and sometimes they invite him to eat there, uh, and then he gets to talk to them. He's witness to people from just about every country in the world. Uh, it's an excellent ministry. If that's something that you feel God would call you to, and I'm tell you, it will take you out of your comfort zone. Unless you're used to dealing with a lot of foreign language, a lot of different cultures and things like that, going on ships up and down the ladders and things, you know, it, it's different. But it's an excellent way to minister to uh, foreigners, strangers. And then letter D is look for the naked. Because Jesus said, you know, I, he liked clothing, he clothed him. And my guess is that most of us here 
And I, I thought, you know, how am I going to illustrate this? Well, it didn't take long for me to figure out how to do this. Because I looked in my closet, and I see eight plastic bins full of clothes that are labeled summer 21, winter 20, whatever. Judy does an excellent job. She knows where everything is, and we rotate them out. But here's what I'm going to tell you. There are some clothes that I have in there that one day I'm going to lose weight and I'll wear them again. I like them. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You, you know that Spanish phrase, fado chanzo, right? <laughs> I'll probably never get down to wearing some of those clothes again. And I've resolved that I'm going to go through these boxes and if I haven't worn them and, you know, some of them haven't seen the light of day in years. And they've just, they're suffocating in there. <laughs> and there's a lot of people out there. I know. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that could use those clothes. And so there's Children's Hospital, the King Daughters, will accept clothes, Union Mission, places like that. Uh, now, some places will take the clothes and they just bail them up and, and they sell them for rags and get money that way. But you're still supporting their ministry if they do that with it, and that's fine. But uh, God has entrusted me with those clothes, and I put them in a bin and lock them up in the closet. Does that make sense? Does that make sense at all? But I think most of us know what I'm talking about. We've got clothes in there that haven't seen the light of day in years, and we're never going to get to where we can fit into them. And if we do, guess what? They'll be out of style. You won't want to wear them anymore. So in any event, I can't think of a good reason to keep those old clothes in the closet for years and years and years. Maybe once a year uh, it would be good just to go through what you've got and unload some of it uh, and be a blessing you never know winter's coming on fast coming on homeless people out there need coats we have purged our coats a couple times and we still have more coats than we need so in any event uh, look for the naked you can do that but for those of you who have been helping and doing things like that you know keep on keeping on then letter E look for the sick and this is one that I think Good News Baptist Church does very well. Uh, we minister to the sick among us. We take care of the household of faith, and that's great. Keep on keeping on what you're doing there. I alluded to it earlier. Uh, but uh, there may be other ways, and, and just pray about it, and maybe God will open a door and you can present a ministry to a pastor and say, you know, uh, there's a thing we could do with the hospital, maybe, uh, a, a, a quick care somewhere. I don't know. I don't know if there's something we can do there. I'm not saying that there is. All I'm saying is that if we're looking for Jesus and saying, Lord, open my eyes. Here I am. I'm willing to go take care of the sick if you show me what I can do. And something just came to my mind that I'll tell you about. One time I was a uh, power of attorney for an old wino that broke his leg and ended up in a 
nursing home. What is that? What it was? And I went down there, and he said, "Can you go down to get me a drink of water?" Out of the thing. So I went down, and I went into the kitchen area. And guess what? Here are three tables with six people at each table that have been put down there in a wheelchair that could not feed themselves. One nurse sitting there one bite at a time trying to feed one and another person over there saying please feed me I'm so hungry and that was my experience so I don't know there may be a place uh, where we could minister to the sick in that regard in any event it would honor Christ if we could so in any event letter F look for those in prison and this part of what Jesus said can be a little more challenging it can be accomplished uh, but especially in the light of what's going on in the last oh, four years or so in the jail and prison ministry, an officer had a letter, was walking down the hallway, and he just fell down because it had drugs in the ink and on the paper, uh, and it was really powerful. Uh, and so what they've done is the letters that come in uh, have to be in black or white or black or blue ink, uh, in some of the prisons, they scan the letters in. The, the person wears gloves, they scan the letters in and give the scan copy to the inmate. And that way there's no drugs passes through the mailroom. Uh, so they've put a lot of restrictions on some of this stuff. Uh, so in any event, that's something that maybe uh, you could get in, interested in. Um, but if God puts it on your heart, God will never call you to something that you can't do. You know that? God knows what you can do and what you can't do. He's not going to ask you to go out and run a Christian triathlon at your age. <laughs> I've never make it. I'll never make the first thon, let alone the triathlon. So in any event, I, I pray God will just speak to your hearts in one of these areas and if you're thinking about maybe getting involved with a little more ministry, then this is a good guideline that Jesus gave us. We can, we can look at this and think about that. So the next thing, uh, Roman number four, mission opportunities. Uh, mission opportunities. Uh, the bottom. Oh, okay. Uh, G. Uh, look for the needs of our missionaries. That's something you could do. Uh, we had a mission conference. We were given a guide to pray for the missionaries. Uh, we, I don't know how many times a week we get newsletters from missionaries. Take time to read them. I was sitting at a deacon's meeting, and one of the deacon's meetings says, Hey, you know, in this missionary letter it said, and they had a need for, so can we consider that? And it, was, it had not been brought up, wasn't planned on being brought up, but because one person had read the letter, uh, he brought it up at the deacon's meeting. You may read something and God will put it on your heart that maybe you could help somehow. Maybe go there, maybe send something, maybe at least pray for them. That if you're not the one to go, that God has people out there that he will burden their hearts to go or whatever. And then uh, mission opportunities, and what we're doing here is exploring the different opportunities for missions work that are available, uh, and there are several types, and we'll go through those real quick. Uh, a is short-term missions. Do you have that in your notes? 
You have that down there. Okay. Let me go down here and see where we're at here. So. Okay, mission opportunities and the opportunities is the word there that we're looking for. And what we're talking about is uh, there are short-term mission opportunities in this church that are available. There are what they call mid-term that are not so long. Uh, and then there are long-term uh, mission opportunities. And you can listen and hear those and say, Lord, if there's something you want me to get involved in, you know, open my ears uh, to that. Uh, sometimes we send uh, the youth especially or some of the work details uh, that Reggie has been on. Got it right that time. And, and I hope you listen to those testimonies that they gave. And what I heard was people saying, Lord, I'll go. They get there. They met people. They socially interacted with each other. And God used it to help that person in that situation. Every one of them had those ingredients. I was especially impressed with, with Reggie sitting up on the roof with that guy talking to him. Just sitting talking to somebody. God can use that. And, and he's asking who will talk to this young kid. Who will minister uh, to them? Who will who'll be a blessing to them? Long-term uh, things like that. But uh, number five, Good News Baptist Church partnership with mission boards. Uh, we talk about mission boards. Uh, I put some stuff in your handout the, under A. A is theological soundness. We look for mission boards that are theologically sound. And I put those in there so you understand it. They have to agree with our doctrinal statement. They must have a growing and encouraging focus on unreached people groups. And then they must focus on church planting. So when you listen to your missionaries, uh, that's what our, just so you know, that's what our leadership has got their ears tuned to. Are they planting churches? Are these the areas that they're involved in, somehow in? They must be a servant in a local church and assisting missionaries to the field. If you're not going to do it here, you're not going to do it there. You've heard that. It's true. Uh, and then uh, they support Bible schools and medical ministries, uh, orphanages, benevolent programs. Uh, if those ministries are secondary to their main objectives of winning others to Christ. And Pastor Coles had that in. Letter B, the, uh, we partner with boards for financial accountability because funds raised by missionaries are primarily independent Baptist churches or independent churches, Baptist churches that practice faith promise giving for missions. The agency must be a good steward of what God has entrusted to their care. And the agency must be accountable to both government and supporting churches for the management of those funds. And then letter C, practically speaking. At Good News Baptist Church, we cannot financially afford every missionary that would come through our door. Our leadership uh, screens and vets these people before they present them to us for consideration. They're looked at by the deacons, they're considered, they're talked about, and all that sort of thing. So uh, understand that those are some of the things that we look for. 
like-minded agencies that partnership with other independent Baptist church. And then number six is a conclusion. So getting from here to there may be a long process. Just getting from here to volunteering at CHKD Thrift Stop may be a long process. Getting from here to Crisis Pregnancy Center may be a little quicker. Getting from here to there to the jail ministry is going to be longer. But in any event, if God has called you to a ministry, then take the trip. <laughs> you might not enjoy the journey, but you'll enjoy it when you get there. You will. Missions is not about me, and it's not about you. It's about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ answering his call where he says, Go ye, ye being a Y, all y'all, go all y'all. Not just pastors, not just missionaries. Go all y'all. Out there into our mission field that's outside these doors. And missions can be trying. And I put in your handout Matthew chapter 10 and verse 6. I want you to think about this for just a minute and we'll be done. Matthew chapter 10 verse 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, colon, be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Mission work is interesting. Uh, it's about bringing glory to God. And I will assure you that any ministry, any mission effort that you become involved with, you most likely will be or try to be taken advantage of. I don't care where it's at. I don't care what you're doing. There are people out there that have eyes on what you have and what you're doing, uh, and they'll try and get it. And guess what? They've been at it for a while. They know what you want to hear. Oh, good morning there, sister. Good morning, brother. How you doing? Yeah. Do you have a church? Uh, we just moved in the area, and I'm going to one up in Newport News, but I don't remember the name of it or the pastor. Oh, well, good. Sure. Okay. I've heard that before. Um, in the jail ministry, to become a volunteer in the jail, you have to contact the chaplain, get an application, fill it out, Send it in. You have, the jail does a background check. You get all cleared. Everything's checked over. You have a record recommendation from your pastor in writing. All of that's there. You go to training by the jail, and upon completion of training, you get your badge. So she did that. Never once came to the jail. Never once. But I saw on Facebook... Praise the Lord, I'm involved with Crisis Pregnancy Center, Union Mission, volunteer at the Hampton Roads Regional Jail. I said, what? People will get your endorsement like, got that badge, so she could put it in her resume to help her along do whatever she wanted to do. And I felt taken advantage of. Uh, at the food pantry, sometimes we're taken advantage of. At the food distribution, uh, 
sometimes. I think we are. Most of the time, I think it's pretty good. I, I enjoy that. But in any event, whatever you get involved with, whatever you decide to do, if it's cold water for the door knocker, it, whatever it is, understand there are people that may not be pleased with what you're doing, may get in your face, may take advantage of you or try to take advantage of you. That's okay. Jesus told us it's going to happen. Expect it. Uh, not everyone's going to fall down at your feet and worship you because you gave them a tract. Hope you understand that. In any event, uh, get involved with it. Go for it. God's not going to send you out there. He's sending you forth as sheep among the wolves. But he's also going to be walking with you. He's going to protect you. He's going to help you. He's going to give you a wisdom and understanding and a knowledge uh, to fully accomplish what he has sent you to. And he's still asking, who will I send? Who will go for me? And I pray that we will. Let's pray. Before I do that, I'll say it's a special privilege. I'll put that in a handout. I hope you understand what a special privilege it is that God saved us and God wants us to serve. God puts his stamp on us. You are a light. Not you becoming a light, but you are the light. Depends on how bright you want to shine. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time we had together. Lord, this lesson meant a tremendous amount to me personally. I've tried to share in a way that I believe brings glory to you and good to us, that we might fully and better accomplish the desire of your heart outside the doors of this church in the mission field around us. Father, encourage us. Uh, give us something to do. Then guide us, direct us, uh, and help us to accomplishment that one day, Lord, you would say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Father, we love you. Thank you for sending Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Toward the hope of our high calling, toward the promise we've received. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God, or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org, or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and God's Word has had an impact on your life, as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.